We begin this day in the spirit of forgiveness. For what? We don't necessarily know. But doesn't it seem as if it is a good place to start? Ah, I am forgiven. Just breathe that in. The Charter for Forgiveness and Reconciliation was very much a part of the discussion at the Parliament of the World's Religions. And I love that phrase from the preamble that was at the end of this morning's reading. It was, forgiveness and reconciliation are an indispensable part of our journey to peace in our interconnected and independent world and our quest for restorative justice. Those words struck me as being very UU, much like the seventh principle, respect for the interdependent web of which we are all a part. The journey to peace to which the charter refers begins with the understanding and the confession that all around the world, human beings in the name of religion, or in acts of greed, or simply in blatant disregard of the humanity of others, have murdered, raped, caused millions to live in constant fear, and violated their human rights. The de definition of who is human too often is those who look like me and believe like me. I don't know about you. But when I think of human rights violations, I think of those outrageous, violent, unimaginable things like separating children from their parents at our border, like the torture of the Rohingya people who are victims of genocide being driven from their homeland, like the kidnapping of schoolgirls in Africa. And I know you could go on and on if you ever listen to the news. It's everywhere, it's constant, it's all the time. The ways in which people's human rights are being violated. It makes my mind real. And I, I try sometimes to imagine, excuse me, imagine what I would do in those situations. What I would do if I had the power and more if I had the courage to change things for the better, I just try to imagine, where do I fit? What can I do? I don't think we can celebrate the quest for justice, equality, human rights, without determining what we mean by human and deciding if some people are more human than others or are entitled to more rights than others. Obviously, it isn't biological that thing that makes us all related to each other. Because we see entities shaped like human beings being denied their rights on a daily basis. And some of us might agree with the reasons. We don't want Muslims to come to this country because we are afraid of terrorism, while we don't fight the terrorism perpetrated on black males in this country. We object to a quarterback expressing his right to disagree with the unprosecuted murders of African-American men in this country. And that isn't about respecting the flag. That's a whole nother sermon. And 
something that we maybe ought to look at as, as people are beginning to understand more and more about what that protest is really about. But one, the, one of the important things about that is that he is being denied a human right. He's being denied the right to work. We don't want Mexicans crossing our borders except to pick fruits and vegetables we consume at low prices while paying them a pittance and subjecting them to lousy living conditions. No one is in favor of abortion, even though many of us believe in a woman's right to choose. But some of us want babies to be born, even though we don't want to make certain they have human rights of access to good education and health care after they're here. We continue to strip Native Americans of their sacred lands because we want to exploit them for profit. We want to pillage Africa for its natural resources so we can have cell phones, for instance, but we aren't that concerned about lifting its people out of poverty. Now, it's very difficult to start this next part of the conversation without using gender binary statements. Anyone along the gender spectrum can be violated by someone with power over them. So this isn't totally about men and women, but for now it's just easier to use those terms. I think those of us who identify as female are often more likely to believe that men are more capable, make better decisions, and need to have their egos assuaged at our expense. Because of the Me Too movement, more and more of us are able to come forward and claim our right to be free from torture and degrading treatment. Now, I don't know if you agree that having to fend off your boss is a kind of torture. I can tell you that it is. I raised my hand because I worked at Caterpillar. But I think we can mostly agree that if you are afraid to lose your job, if you don't let your boss, most likely a man, touch you, or they keep you from rising in your company, you've been living in a kind of torment that robs you of self-confidence and self-respect, robs you of higher salaries for your family, or even your good health, because you are so stressed and worried daily. And it's quite intentional. It's intentional that we have been marginalized and kept down. Sometimes we ourselves are part of the problem. Women have been viewed as less than for far too long. We're fully human and we deserve the full rights of respect, trust, and happiness. Expecting that from the men in our lives does not diminish them. In fact, it gives them a partner that can take some of the stress and worry off their shoulders. And guess what? Women are not being seen as fully human because our bodies function differently. 
And we are not like those beings who used to rule the world and are realizing that being equal partners is a much better deal for them. If the most important trait you notice about a person, if you recognize that they are gay, lesbian, transgender, queer, or bisexual, I'd say we're probably not willing for them to have full human rights, if that's the most important concern we have about these individuals. When we say that true marriage is only between a man and a woman, we are saying that some people don't deserve full human rights, including the right to marriage and family. I know we've come a long way, but it feels like because of some of the actions recently by our government, we're going back, we're going backwards. Just by not saying What is your gender? How do you identify? Just by leaving that off, we are crossing out many, many of the people that we know and love. They no longer actually exist. The word love, by some accounts, is used 131 times in the Hebrew scriptures and 179 times in the New Testament. That's important because love is a kind of justice. And I don't think saying love the sinner, hate the sin, is as gracious as some of us believe it is. I haven't heard that in this room, in this community, but I hear it out in the community I hear it a lot from I hear it a lot from the Christian settings that I'm often in. I don't necessarily hear anyone challenging the statement. And that excuse me, I've got a cough crap because of my throat. Swallow. I don't even necessarily challenge it at the moment. I might challenge it with the speaker, but maybe I should be braver and challenge it in the moment where everyone can hear. Who else is that said about? Love the sinner, hate the sin? Nobody. Besides saying that someone exercising their sexual preference and lifestyle choices is sinful or inappropriate, means we are rejecting them as a full human being. Apparently, those who don't love and live in the normal way are not fully human because they don't act like the majority of our species. I would say that if there is someone that we don't want to give basic rights of life, liberty, and equally as important, the pursuit of happiness, then we don't see them as, as human as we see ourselves. When we say we don't want minorities in our neighborhoods, and yes, I hear this all the time, we don't believe 
in their, our human rights, or their, our humanity. I was at a meeting recently on Mondays. I go to something called Monday Gathering, which is a lot of, of agencies, um, people who come together and discuss what's going on in Peoria. So I was at a, a meeting recently when someone said that people on Peoria's north side are complaining that they pay the taxes and the services are going to the south side. Well, here's what I have to say about that. You get what you pay for. Where do the people live who are more likely to make decisions about economics and education? They certainly don't live on the south side or the east bluff in general. They live in places where they can avoid living with black, brown, red, poor people. I'm not saying that it's the only reason people move away from the inner city to suburbs, but it is one of the known factors. This is not a criticism of individuals, but a statement of how our social system can exploit us all. Here's an example of how power of neighborhoods works. There was a project that would have revitalized an old, decrepit-looking hotel on Brandywine Drive. And it would have provided training for citizens returning from prison who want to re-enter society. And it would have been a place for classes for those who wanted to learn new skills. According to the project leader, someone with power called the hotel chain and advised them not to sell. People justify blocking certain kinds of social projects from their neighborhoods because they don't want property values to go down. And why do property values go down? Because we've bought into the idea that some people are not as good as we are. You can say, well, that's just the way it is, and yeah, you would be right. That is the way it is. But what have we done to change it? Are you willing to fight for people to be viewed as fully human and deserving of all rights and privileges, even if it means you might have to make sacrifices. After the service, you can check out the list of 30 human rights defined by the United Nations. I, some of you have, have that list. And think how, right here in Peoria, we don't see black, brown, red, poor people as fully deserving of human rights. The very first right listed is the right to freedom from discrimination. The last four years, Peoria has been rated sixth and first and second, and I know if we're sixth or where we are right now. Anyway, Peoria is still among the worst cities in the United States for black people to live. Recently, I saw someone on the news who said, ah, oh, we should be skeptical, skeptical of, of that rating, of that organization. Well, that's the kind of 
tactic that's simply a smokescreen meant to distract from the real issues. Look around, is there truth that there's discrimination happening with black, brown, poor people in Peoria who has the jobs, who has the health care, who has a nice place to live? Tell me what our city council has done specifically to make Peoria a better place economically for those who are disadvantaged. What has happened to help us thrive and survive? I know there have been meetings, but calling meetings does not result in change. To have meetings make it look as if we are on the road to good intentions, but it isn't the intention that matters, it's the action that matters. Today's action may be to remember that every day ought to be Human Rights Day. That each day of our lives, we must live and act in ways that celebrate the fullness of what it means to be human. People are willing to violate minorities' human rights because they see us as less than. African Americans are still three-fifths human in the minds of some. They would deny that. They would deny that they have that thought. But the records of how black, brown, red, poor people are othered tell the story. It's not only the denial of civil rights, but of human rights as well. If we are to accept fully all people as part of this great mysterious creation, we must examine our hearts and strengthen our minds to be accepting of each human being. We must be intentional in our words and actions. I'm just gonna throw in here that in this Universalist Unitarian Church, we are full of love and we, are, we have a voice that says justice. I'm proud of that. And those who go out and move beyond justice to helping to enter interrupt these, these places of, of sadness, of discrimination. That's what we must be all about. We must examine our hearts and strengthen our minds to be accepting of each human being. We must be intentional in our words and actions. We must see beyond physical, social, national, and religious differences to see each other's humanity. May it be so.